It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. You are Locked On Magic, your daily podcast on the Orlando Magic. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you are indeed Locked On Magic. Today is October 8th, 2018. My name is Philip Rossman-Reich. I'm the expert insight editor over at orlandomagicdaily.com. And of course, follow me on Twitter at philiprr underscore omd. On today's episode, we'll talk about Friday's preseason game against Flamengo, what little there was to take from it. As well, and there actually was some things to take from it, as well as preview Monday's game against the Miami Heat, a game that promises to have a little bit more substance to it. We'll talk a little bit more about the Magic and their place currently in the NBA, as well as what the job is for Steve Clifford up ahead. But before we do any of that, I will remind you, or tell you actually for the first time, that this week on the Locked On NBA podcast is our annual NBA season preview episodes. If you download Locked On NBA every single day this week, you will get an episode, an hour-long episode, I believe. It's a long episode. You'll get an episode jam-packed with information on every team in the NBA. That's right. Every single team in the NBA. Every single locked-on host of an NBA team, like me. My show is on Wednesday, I think. Um, we all did little bites to preview our teams. About five, six-minute bites. So if you want the Want to get a flavor of every team in the NBA? Check out Locked On NBA this week to get your official preview of the NBA season all before the season tips off next Tuesday. So definitely download Locked On NBA. Just search on iTunes for Locked On NBA. On Friday, the Orlando Magic took on Brazilian team Flamengo, and as expected, try as Flamengo might, they are not an NBA team. They're not really at an NBA level, and the Magic very quickly and easily dispatch them. Um, the final score, of course, doesn't really matter. It was like 119 to 80 something. Magic won by 30 points. I was in preseason form. I didn't add my math correctly, but Orlando led by as much as 42 points. Aaron Gordon scored 20 of his 29 points in the first quarter, and it was just kind of an easy game. Uh, you know, not you know, you know, know, not that the Magic didn't play hard, not that the Magic didn't work hard, not that the Magic didn't do the things that they needed to do. But it was, as expected, a romp. Um, you know, Flamengo was game. They played hard. They, I thought they actually played pretty well. They got some decent looks, but Orlando was simply a better team, and, and Flamengo missed some open shots they needed to make, but it, not that wouldn't have mattered. That wouldn't have changed anything, uh, frankly. Um, it, it just didn't matter. Uh, there, there are some really nice performances throughout the Magic roster. Aaron Gordon, of course, was the big one. Unlike the first preseason game last Monday, Gordon played a lot more within the offense, seemed to take a lot more shots and rhythm, uh, seemed to be in a, a lot better shape. So that was a very positive game from him. Uh, Nikola Vucevic, I thought, also had a very positive game as well uh, as a score on the on the block and, and making shots. Mo Bamba is even more impressive in person than he is on tape. Uh, had, did some really nice things. The Magic did try to play Bamba and Vucevic together in a lineup, and it, and it, it Kind of worked. Um, I'm intrigued to see if they'll try it against an NBA team. Um, it's obviously not something you're going to use very much, but it, you know, I think Steve Clifford put it best, best before the 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 game uh, and his pregame availability that 
you know, you got you got to put your best players on the floor, uh, no matter how you got to do it. Um, and, and this is certainly a way to do that because Bamba is clearly developing into one of the better players on the floor. He finished with, I think it was 12 points, nine rebounds, and four blocks. Um, that would be a very healthy and, and pretty stat line for him to put up a few times uh, in a Magic uniform. Um, he had a nice crossover move. He took a dribble handoff from Vucevic, which was scary to see. And then crossed over a guy and got to the basket for a layup. It, it was incredible athleticism, an incredibly coordinated move. Uh, and so you got a, a lot to like there with Mo Bamba. Had a one-handed putback jam. Hit, he still hasn't missed a three-pointer this preseason. Um, he He's really... I, 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 I don't want to jump the gun because it was Flamengo. Um, but he handled Anderson Verschau really well too. Um, but he looks like he's a, he's the real deal. Well, we'll see what he looks like again on Monday when the Magic played the Miami Heat. So, you know, overall, you know, the, the things the Magic did well, they moved the ball well again. The assist numbers were high. Um, they, they took care of business, which I do think is a good thing. I thought their defense was more coordinated and together the fouling went down. They, they, they did give up 20, free, I think it was 18 or 16 free throw attempts in the first half. Um, and then Flamengo just didn't get to the line uh, pretty much in the second half, only like six or seven free throw attempts. So they did clean that up. They did look a little bit more together and coordinated on that end. Um, Clifford said their transition defense was a little weak, but that's, you know, a typical complaint this time of year. Um, You know, turnovers were down. uh, So overall, and most importantly, no one got hurt. So overall, I think that that game was a a relative success and and, and shows that the Magic are in a good spot, are are in a place where um, they can accomplish their goals and, and take care of their business. And I, I think that is honestly one of the more important things and one of the more important takeaways uh, from this game. Uh, you know, I think I said this on the podcast last Friday with Zach Oliver. You know, this is really an opportunity to kind of go through your motions at game speed uh, and against a weaker opponent and get some positive reinforcement. And, and if that was part of the goal, the Magic certainly did that. Um, the Magic certainly accomplished that. Now, it's irrelevant. It's the second preseason game. Now we're going to get into the real meat of the preseason. This final week of the preseason games, three, four, and five, are going to be the big ones for the Orlando Magic. The Magic starting off against the Miami Heat on Monday. Uh, Clifford said he's going to start playing a more normal rotation. We're going to begin to see uh, the combinations and the lineups that he wants to use. Players will see their minutes tick up a little bit uh, and play kind of a more normal uh, uh, more normal. Uh, uh, amount of time. Um, you know, he's, Clifford said he didn't want to play anyone too long in Friday's game. Now we're going to start to see the Magic play guys a little bit longer. It might be a little bit opponent dependent if, if the Heat play play ball with that. But uh, I think that that Clifford wants to see his guys out there a little bit longer and make sure that they're understanding and, and grasping the concepts and, and the things that they're learning in training camp. Um, now that practices are going to be a little more infrequent. Clifford said he's going to start installing more stuff in the in the time that they do have together, less scrimmaging. So now we're going to get really into the meat of who this Magic team is going to be. The opponent still doesn't matter. Um, you know, uh, uh, and the Magic play the Heat, the Grizzlies, and the Spurs over the next week. The Grizzlies and Spurs, of course, at the Amway Center Wednesday and Friday. Uh, but it, they, what where the opponents at and their their status and all this isn't the most important thing in the world quite yet. Um, you know, I can sit here and tell you that Miami Heat have been really banged up. Um, uh, uh, James Johnson is still out with sports her- with a sports hernia surgery. He's hoping to be back in time for opening night uh, next Wednesday. 
Um, it sounds like uh, Dion Waiters will probably still be out. Um, I think I saw that Tyler Johnson was still out. Hassan Whiteside's been in and out of the lineup this preseason, but he's playing again. Um, I, I, I'm thinking who else is there? Um, uh, Josh Richardson is hoping to be back Monday, but that's no guarantee. And of course, there's still the the goings-on behind the scenes about the potential trade to acquire Jimmy Butler uh, before the season begins, which of course would completely change everything for, for that opener next Wednesday. But... Still, we want to focus on the Orlando Magic. So the Heat are under, the Heat might be a bit undermanned. They're still going through the motions. They've really struggled this preseason with a lot of different things. Um, the result still isn't super important. I would honestly say, if you're looking to care about a result, um, it, it is this game and the Memphis game where you want to see the Magic playing well and, and potentially winning. But winning is not the main purpose here. Winning is not the main goal here. Um it's to get better and to get right and to get ready for the to the for the preseason, and that means necessarily the focus is still on yourself. So the things you want to see the Magic accomplish in this game, you want to see them continue to move the ball, passing passing the ball, getting assists, getting high assist numbers, very good. You want to see them rebound effectively. That's something they struggled with against Philadelphia. You want to see them foul less, play strong defense, but foul less, be physical, but foul less. Um, you know, avoiding the ticky-tack fouls, which, yes, the referees are calling right now to kind of hammer home points of emphasis. So I've seen that complaint that the refs are calling things very tightly. This time of year, that's what they're supposed to do. Uh, so obviously there there is a lot going on uh, in this game. There's a lot to accomplish in this game. Um, but I, 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 you don't want to put too much emphasis on it. You don't want to put too much um, at stake here. At the same time, uh, you do want to see the Magic get things done uh, and, and hopefully get some positive reinforcement in the process. So the Magic take on the Miami Heat tonight at 7.30. That game is on TV, Fox Sports Florida. So is Wednesday's game on Fox Sports Florida. Uh, all games also streaming on Fox Sports Go for the time being as well. So Magic Heat, 7.30 at the American Airlines Arena in Miami, Florida. And of course, um, you know, we are getting really, really close to opening night. The Magic have two home games this week, the Memphis Grizzlies on Wednesday, as I said, the San Antonio Spurs on Friday. But one week from Wednesday, believe it or not, is the beginning of the NBA regular season. It's, it's, it's crazy, isn't it? We, we, we're almost through the, through the preseason here. The games are going to start ca- counting very, very, very soon. And if I know Magic fans, and if I know Heat fans... That atmosphere, Wednesday night at the Amway Center, is going to be raucous. You're going to have the Orlando City fans marching through downtown for their game against the Seattle Sounders, and then you're going to have uh, the opening night for the Orlando Magic. It is going to be a crazy time downtown. You do not want to miss it. And since you do not want to miss it, you got to get yourself into the game because I would be willing to bet this game's going to sell out. And if you're late to the party and it sells out... Well, there's only one place you can go to get tickets, and that would be Vivid Seats. Whether it's seeing your favorite band in person or being in the crowd to cheer on your favorite team, Vivid Seats allows you to attend the concert, show, or sporting event of your choice at a great price. Vivid Seats is the top source for tickets for all the live events you want to go to. You can sort by price or look for seats in the section and row of your choice. It is really that easy. And make to make things even better, Vivid Seats is giving listeners an exclusive promo code for new customers. 
you can receive $20 off orders of $200 or more to save even more money. Go to the App Store or Google Play and download the Vivid Seats app. Use the promo code LOCKEDON, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, for $20 off orders of $200 or more as a new customer of Vivid Seats. Every purchase at Vivid Seats is backed by a 100% buyer guarantee from the biggest concerts and games to the hottest theater and more. Vivid Seats literally has it all. Well, maybe not literally because that's probably promising too much, but it does have a lot. Download the app and enter promo code Locked On for $20 off orders of $200 or more as a new customer of Vivid Seats. Make a memory that lasts a lifetime and let Vivid Seats help you get to your favorite live event. And remember, Magic versus Heat next Wednesday, opening night for the 2019 regular season. You know, the, this question has popped up a few times here in the early goings of the regular of, of preseason and of training camp about Steve Clifford and, and about um, his return to Orlando. Um, you know, he's been very expressive and very happy about being back in Orlando, catching up with old friends from his time on Stan Van Gundy's staff uh, back in the day and, and uh, you know, getting a chance to kind of get reacquainted with the community. I mean, he said it several times, you know, I, I know how good this fan base can be when it when it's good. And, and the fans have been welcoming me back, back. But, you know, but I also know that, um, you know, that can change very quickly if the team struggles. You know, no coach is under the delusion that they're they're everyone's favorite person when they're not winning. And there's a big task ahead uh, for him. But there there is a bit of nostalgia, of course, with Steve with Steve Clifford. Um, you know, there there is a thought that oh, he'll play very similar to the way the Magic played with Dwight Howard, or he'll bring back those glory days. There's, you know, I even heard some fans say, say hey, why don't why doesn't he put Stan Van Gundy on on as as an assistant coach on his coaching staff, which was which was never going to happen. Uh, but at the same time, there there is this whiff of nostalgia in the air. There's this whiff of optimism. I, I you know generally I think among the fan base, you know certainly there are people who are skeptical of his time with Charlotte, but so far everyone seems to really like what they hear about Clifford from the way players are talking about him and his communication skills and his attention to detail to the atmosphere and culture that seems to be building uh, behind the scenes. It's it's of course the first preseason. Everyone's excited. Everyone's optimistic. We'll see what happens in December uh, when that three-game losing streak happens, or when the team is, you know, fighting to stay stay above water, or fighting to stay uh, in the playoff race. I mean, it, adversity will really test relationships, of course. Um, but at the same time, there is this storyline that exists, and, and as much as Clifford wants to push it to the side, uh, you know, uh, uh, John Denton of OrlandoMagic.com asked him, you know, before Friday's game. You know, this is going to be your first time as as the head coach of the Orlando Magic on that bench where, you know, you spent two years or two good years, uh, two years here as an assistant coach. It's going to be your first time, you know, in front of the Magic fans as the Magic's head coach. Is that going to, how's that going to feel? And, you know, Clifford kind of waved it off and said, you know, I don't have much time to think about that. I'm, I'm When I'm in the game mode, I'm worried about the game. Uh, and and, and that, honestly, that's a good approach because... Frankly, history's not going to matter with Steve Clifford. History's not going to matter uh, when it comes down to it. When it comes down to it, for Clifford, all that matters is what he puts on the floor. And so while, especially this 30th anniversary season, we do kind of feel this nostalgia for the glory days 10 years ago. We do kind of feel this 
uh, nostalgia with Clifford on the bench, hoping that he can recapture the magic. But the plain reality is Clifford's got to make his own way. He's got to make his own mark. Yes, it's a nice story that Clifford's coming back to, to kind of, quote-unquote, save the franchise, I suppose. But at the same time, he's got to be his own coach. He's got to bring his own ideas and put his own stamp on this team. And ultimately, he's not going to be judged off of what Stan Van Gundy accomplished in the late 2000s. He's going to be judged on what he accomplishes, on what he's able to do and make of this roster. And, and, and as we all know, it's going to be a bit of a task. It's going to be a long haul. The things we know about Clifford as a coach is that he's detail-oriented, that you know he, he you know, demands that, that you play to a certain standard which is very good. It's stuff that you, you would expect him to take from Stan Van Gundy. Uh, you know, I, I heard some, some people who've been with the Magic for a while comment about, um, about the fact that Clifford is telling this players, you know, don't focus on the score, play hard all the time. You know, act like the score's tied. Don't, don't, you know, don't play up or down to the score. Just play the game. That was a very big Stan Van Gundyism, and, and it's something that you know, it raises the expectation level for the team, even when they're up big, that they're playing not to a score, but to a standard. Um, whether you can, he can get that team to play to a high standard is, is going to be a big issue. But, you know, you look at the Charlotte Hornets, his, his teams, as, as much as they struggled sometimes, they really did have a clear identity, and they were um, a really strong team in a lot of ways, and, and in a lot of ways that I don't think a lot, everyone always appreciates and, and respects to the full extent that, that maybe they should. Um Clifford's going to try and bring all that back. He's going to try and put his stamp on this team. And that's, again, ultimately what he's going to be judged on. He's not the Stan Van Gundy protege. He's not the second coming of Stan Van Gundy. He's Steve Clifford. And and the style and the attitude and the, the culture and, and everything else that he brings to this team is what he's going to be judged on. Uh, and he certainly seems up for the task. He understands that this is the the task ahead of him. This is the, the, you know, the way that, again, his profession works, number one. And number two, this is the way that he's going to find success or failure in this league or with this team. And, and I think it means something to try and to try and find success with this team. Um, you know, again, we don't really know what the future is going to hold for this group this year. Um, you know, I think I've said this before, that there is playoff potential. This this team does have the talent um, if everyone progresses to to make a playoff push. I, I believe that. Whether I think that's actually going to happen, I'm not there yet. But Clifford is the kind of coach that can coax it out of them if they all buy in. And so far, it looks like they are, but we really haven't seen that big test yet. And, and of course, Clifford's going to get some time. He's, he doesn't have one year to fix this thing. Um, they need to show signs for sure. But it's going to be a, a, a big big task for him to change this team. And and again, as as nice as some of those storylines are that, that some people are focusing on, it's not ultimately what Clifford will get judged on. And, and it's going to be interesting to see how the team responds, how Clifford responds, how Clifford changes and adapts to his roster, and again, how the Orlando Magic perform this 2019 season. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, 
helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And I think adding to some of the interest is is that as we think about how the Magic are going to perform this 2019 season, there is a fair amount of skepticism about the team. I think I mentioned this on the pod on, on Friday uh, that the Magic were ranked 30th in Sports Illustrated's power preseason power rankings. 30th. ESPN has them 28th. The NBA League Pass rankings, Zach Lowe, you know, closet Magic fan, has them 27th. I don't know if Zach Lowe's a clo- really closet Magic fan, but he's he's always had an, had an interest in, in the team more than most na- most national guys. And so, to, to me, and I think to a lot of Magic fans, and, and I get, maybe this is my bias, but to me, that seems unnecessarily low. Yeah, the Magic shouldn't be ranked over 20. They, they probably shouldn't be ranked over 25. We're still talking about a team that, all things considered, information that we have in front of us, not likely a playoff team, likely a bottom 10 team, if not a bottom 5 team. But I find it hard to believe that this team that lost 200-plus games to injuries last year, where 8-4, and four, riding high, had the win profile of a 28-win team that, that underperformed last year, isn't just a little bit better. And isn't, you know, isn't just a notch above those really bad teams, like your Atlantas, like, you know, possibly your New Yorks, if Kristaps Porzingis is still hurt. Like, uh, you know, Memphis, you know, not Memphis, because when Memphis is healthy, they're pretty good. But, um, you know, like your Sacramentos or your Phoenixes. I think the Magic are better than those teams today. Two, three years from now, you know, with this current roster, I, I can see that. But I think the Magic are in a better position than people give them credit for because this is a talented enough team. This is a talented team with some interesting young players that have big questions to, to answer, like Jonathan Isaac, like Mohamed Bamba, like Aaron Gordon. And if they can answer them in any way in the affirmative, they're a much better team than I think people recognize today. The real issue with this, of course, it isn't that the Magic are rated low, because they should be rated low. The real issue is that there is such a cloud over the Orlando Magic franchise that every decision is viewed as the worst possible outcome. And that's how you end up in last place in these preseason rankings. there's I don't think there's anyone here who can sit down and tell me the Atlanta Hawks, on paper, are better than the Orlando Magic. They've got some nice young pieces. Trey Young is, is going to be an interesting rookie. John Collins is an interesting young player as well. Torian Prince seems seems intriguing. You know, they got, they, they're probably better than people give them credit for, but I don't see that Hawks team as being more talented than the Magic. At least on paper, everyone healthy sitting here today. I don't see it. And so, you know, with power rankings, it's it's a battle of perception. And preseason is a battle of perception. Do you believe in that organization, in those players, in that coaching staff, to get the team moving in the right direction? And to be perfectly fair, the Magic don't have that faith banked up. 
they've been six years out of the playoffs. They've struggled to hit on draft picks to the extent that they need to. They have a roster construction that, yes, confuses a lot of pundits. It's not complete. We all know this. And so, this season, as as much as anything else, it's not all about wins and losses to some extent. It's about restoring faith in the franchise, both for the national media to say, this is a young team on the rise, keep an eye on them, and also to say to fans, this is a young team on the rise, sign up now. Because fans, I think, in some of the fan interactions that I've had, have this defeatist attitude too. Where every move that this new management group makes is met with skepticism. Is met with, this isn't going to turn out. I can't count how many times I received a comment from someone online or through the comment section in some of the articles that I've written since Jonathan Isaac sprained his ankle on Monday, last Monday, that the Magic should have picked Dennis Smith Jr. Such a mistake not to pick Dennis Smith Jr. And maybe it was. I don't think it. I don't think it was. I think Jonathan Isaac is going to be a better player than Dennis Smith Jr. And it's preseason. People put too much stock in preseason games. But that kind of attitude, and again, thinking that oh, Isaac sprained his ankle, he's going to be out another few a few months. That's all part of the dark cloud that has hung over this franchise for the last six years, really the last seven years, because you have to include the Dwight Mayor and how, the, how man, the Magic mishandled that. Even if it's a new management group, they inherit all the sins of the previous management group. They inherit all the neuroses and flaws and faults and frustrations of that previous group until they prove otherwise. Until they prove that, yes, we can put a team together. Yes, we can win here. Yes, we can give you hope. I really believe that the biggest goal for the Magic this summer or this season is not necessarily to win games or to make the playoffs, although both of these would be an ancillary effect of what I think the goal really is. The goal is to restore faith in the future, restore faith that, yes, the Magic are moving in the right direction, that the end of the tunnel is there, that there is a path forward, a clear path forward back to contention, back to relevancy. Because right now, the Magic are irrelevant. It's seen in the number of national TV games they have. It's it's seen in the way people respond to the Magic's decision-making. It's seen in everything. And that's the part that has to change. And that's what the Magic have to fight for and, and play for, not play for necessarily, but fight for and change through their play. They have to find a way to earn respect from the national media, from local media, from fans, from their opponents. And that would be a major accomplishment for the 2019 season. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. Of course, find us on Twitter at Locked on Magic and subscribe to us on Facebook at Locked on Magic. You can follow me on Twitter at philiprr underscore omd. For the latest on the Orlando Magic, be sure to check out orlandomagicdaily.com. And don't forget... Check out all the great podcasts on the Lockdown Podcast Network. We have all the NBA teams covered, a daily team podcast just like this one covering every team in the NBA. You've got, of course, the Lockdown NFL podcast covering the teams in the NFL. 
And don't forget to check out the NBA season preview on Locked On NBA. We're going through all the all the hosts for all the teams, all the team podcasts are reviewing their teams about five six minute bites, getting uh, more analysis, of course, from uh, from David Locke and, and and his crew over at Locked On NBA. You can find those on iTunes. Just search for Locked On in the team you're looking for or Locked On NBA. But that's going to do it for me today. I want to thank you all again for listening. We'll have a complete recap of the Magic's game against the Miami Heat on tomorrow's episode. But until then, for Orlando Magic Daily and Locked On Magic, this has been Philip Rossman Wright. I'll see you all again next time for another episode of Locked On Magic. You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando Magic podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. 